Hi, I'm Chrissy. Hi guys, I'm Marie. Welcome to We Call Bullshit. I am just your accessory. Marie. Yeah? What are we calling bullshit on today? Call bullshit on yourself. And we believe that life is way too short for shallow conversation and mediocre sex. Yeah, we do. <laughs> So what are we calling bullshit on today, Marie? We're calling bullshit on living a life that you should versus living the life that you want. So this is important to us. Actually, I, I take it back. I rewind already. Sentence one. This is very important to us because I think what I've learned um, at the ripe age of 34 is that I had a kind of a roller coaster ass childhood in which I learned to thrive. And I was maybe put into a situation in my adulthood that I didn't feel comfortable or equipped for. So it was almost like I was misplaced. And so instead of staying, and Chrissy will tell you kind of how we see this, instead of staying, I realized that I didn't feel like my most authentic self. So I had to run. Right. Because I miss, I, I needed something. I need something different. I didn't, I couldn't label it, but I needed so something. So what's interesting, I think about us, mm -hmm. right, is I had a very like stable upbringing, but it was always very chaotic. But same parents, same home. It wasn't quite like Marie's upbringing, which we'll dive into at another time. But since then, I have moved 10 times and it's been a very roller coaster life where I was like raised on the merry-go-round. I feel like you were yep. raised on the roller coaster, went to the merry-go-round and then were like, just kidding. And so what we mean by that is a merry-go-round life is safe. You're on a merry-go-round. It's the same music. It's the same pace and it's the same scenery over and over and over again. So it's a hamster wheel, basically, of the same repetitive motion over and over. A roller coaster, on the other hand, is like, woo! Oh shit, I can't believe I did that. Oh my God, that was a really stupid decision, but I'm gonna do it anyway. And then it was ju it's just that highs and lows, ups and downs. And not everybody is built for that roller coaster life. However, I've been taught and in my experiences, I find that people would rather stay in a known hell rather than take a chance on an unknown heaven. Yeah, and so I don't want everyone to think that one or the other is bad nor good. Like that's not the premise here. It's you finding out what works for you. And what I have learned is I thrive in a roller coaster lifestyle rather than a merry-go-round lifestyle. And that is okay. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean it's tumultuous because it's not. It's just how I thrive and how I live. So I challenge everyone right now to just think about what they like and what they're comfortable with. Like I have friends who are married with children who literally love their life. They love that cyclical feeling of safeness. They love the everyday. They love the schedule. They love it. They thrive and they feel safe there. And that's amazing. So what Chrissy was trying to articulate before is Chrissy lived in the same house her entire childhood. I moved 17 times. Okay, everyone's like, whoa, trauma. Yep, trauma. I moved 17 times before I went to college. And so we have grown up so separately and so differently, but we arguably like the same thing based off our personality types. So we basically have learned that even though our lives were different as children, I think nature versus nurture comes into play when we say we lived a very different nurturing life, but by nature, we are very, very similar. And so I find peace and sanity in people like Chrissy or like I feel comfort in people like Chrissy who also like the same thing. So, you know, I challenge you guys right now to just think about what you like. Are you super comfortable on this cyclical life or are you 
doing it because society and the American dream states that you should go to college, you should find a mate, you should get married, you should have kids by 34 because God forbid if you have kids after that, you're considered geriatric. You're a geri. (laughs) (laughs) And and then all of a sudden, and I think our generation, you know, in our mid-30s is finally, fucking finally challenging the norms. Because we, I don't, I don't know if this whole thing is really made out for everybody. And I think that's okay. And I don't want people to feel pressured that they have to feel like they need to do it because, you know, it's a little bit peer pressure sometimes. They're like, oh, you have a boyfriend? When are you getting married? Oh, you're married? When are you having kids? Oh, you have kids? When are you having your other kid? It's like, when can you just stop asking? So We're going to dive deep right now into all of the things that we think about going through societal norms and that merry-go-round lifestyle. Right. And so for me, I got married at 21. And now I'm like, who did you think you were to get married at 21? And I do not regret it. My ex-husband and I have a wonderful love story. We have two beautiful children. I don't regret it for one second. But also I know now at 36, I really now I'm just getting a really good handle on who I am and what I want. And what's really in alignment with me? Well, just for the record, maybe that's a little late. It, that's true. <laughs> but I had to I'm do. Kidding, I'm kidding. No, no, it it's probably I'm is kidding. a little late. I feel like I had to do all of the wrong things before oh. I figured out the right one. Right. So that's why I come with wisdom, because <laughs> uh, I've done all the wrong ways. Okay, and my dad would agree. And I think what's interesting about it is I always say that you know God, the universe, whatever you believe in, gave me children young because I needed some roots. Like mm-hmm. otherwise, wow. I I am that roller coaster girl. I am that spontaneous, spur of the moment, nomadic, nomadic. I want to try this. I want to do this. I would rather have a life full of I can't believe I did that versus oh I wish I had done that. And so my children truly are like my roots within the wings that I've had. I don't know now in my life if I would have had children. Like if yeah. if, if it got to the point now, I'm not sure that I would have. And I dreamed of being a mother, and it is the most rewarding, challenging, amazing thing. My kids have grown up with me because truly I grew up being a mother. I don't know what it's like to be an adult without the responsibility of children. So can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Like, a, And you don't have to answer it right away. Um, although we're recording a podcast, so you might have to answer it right away. She puts me on the spot. Man. I know. <laughs> if societal norms, like if everything was away, if like you were not a mom, if you didn't have to work, if money wasn't a thing, if like what, what would you do? Like where would you be? I honestly would be in like a massive fifth wheel pickup truck with a camper, my dogs, and I would be a nomad. I don't know how long that would last for me because I do, I am a type A, like Virgo. I like my home a certain way. So I would like to think I would want a home base. Yeah. But at least for a while, I would love to be that nomadic lifestyle. And so you're pretty confident in that right now. Like that's what you would be. So. Do you feel like you carry those wants? Because I, I do know that about you. I've already asked you that question, you know, like a couple months ago. Right. But the idea is, is, do you feel like you carry that inner feeling that you have in the life that you live right now? Or do you feel like you are right now in that merry-go-round where you're not allowed or not able to live that kind of authentic version of yourself that's like, this is truly me and I... I don't know. Like, do you get a do you get a good sip of that once in a while? Once in a while, okay. I do. But I think you know the number one role in my life is a mother. Yep. And so I will never not put that first. 
And so that, I will never say that that doesn't come without sacrifice because every mother will tell you that there is sacrifice in being a present mom. So, but yeah, so there are times where I feel like a caged animal and it's not because of my children. It's because of just society in general, right? Like you have to go to work, you have to do this, you have to do X, Y, Z, right? And I have responsibilities. So yes, I do feel sometimes like a caged animal. And then there's other times where I just feel so free and so light. And so, you know, we were just away on this amazing vacation with our, you know, four Mm -hmm. of our best friends and it was freeing, honestly. And I'm not saying that I didn't want to come home because obviously I wanted to come home and see my kids. But those are the moments that kind of give me that little bit of time. Yep. They refill your tank. They They refill refill your authentic tank. My soul needed that break. When I I teach a couple classes and I, one of my dharmas and I, one of my things that I talk about a lot is spending more time in your wants rather than your needs. So step one is evaluating what your wants are truly. After all, like just sitting down, maybe journaling, maybe pulling it all away. Like, what the fuck do you want out of life? And if you haven't asked yourself that question recently, then I'm concerned. Yeah, and we're saying, what do you want out of your life if you didn't have responsibilities, societal norms, money wasn't an issue, time wasn't a thing? Mm -hmm. What would you be doing with your life? Right, strip it all away. That's the interesting thing. As children, right, when you ask a three-year-old, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. They're like an astronaut, a firefighter, a doctor. They have like so so many things, right? And then at some point, we stop believing that anything is possible for us. Yeah. We stop believing in our dreams. We stop going forward because we accept the norm of what we should be versus what we want to be. And we stick these desires so deep within us and then we become resentful of things. Yep. So I've, I think we like we stick them so deep so it comes out in resentment. So resentment for your partner because we sometimes blame other people for not living the life that we want because we have decided that it's another person's job to, to fulfill that. And to make us happy. It's not fair. And so what I, you know, what I was talking about was spending more time in your, in your wants rather than your needs. But there is a strategy to that. And the strategy is kind of like eat the frog first. So mm-hmm. all the things in life that we need to do are literally your needs. Like your job, your bringing your kids to school, all of that checklist. The insane being a mother, like the insane checklist of the 37 things we need to do in a 12-hour day, it's fucking exhausting. But if you eat the frog first, if you do all of the things that you need with strategy, with precise, you know, a behavior, with action, with planning, is you will ultimately lessen the stress that you have and you ultimately will get to be able to spend more time in your wants. Things like you know, doing the things that you need to do for your work, get them done. Don't procrastinate there. Don't spend those hours and those times making them as long as possible because it's going to make you feel like you're living this life. It's just like monotonous and terrible. And, you know, people sometimes don't get enough of the things that they want to do and that resentment builds up and the anger builds up. And then all of a sudden they're sitting there looking. They go, oh, the days are long, but the years are fast. Yeah, they fucking are. So what are you doing every single day to make those days longer and the years longer to say in the things that you want? When I die, I don't want to be like, yep, I did everything I needed. I want to be like, yeah, I did everything I needed, but I had a great balance of doing everything I wanted. I saw the world. I saw my kids grow up. I you know, spent time with my friends laughing and all of the things that I want to do, whatever you wanted to do. You know, we're different. Everyone's different. So you know, if you want to 
you know, spend your life being the, you know, going through education and just learning your whole time. Like, are you learning? Are you helping people? If you want to travel and start, you know, a church or a school in Africa, like, is that something ridiculous to you? Like right now, if you're like, oh yeah, I'm not going to be able to ever do that. Well, there's your first problem. Right. And life is your greatest teacher. Experience, wisdom, heartbreak. Think about how many things are born out of heartbreak, right? Yeah. The greatest songs, the greatest art, the, it's all from emotion and failure. And I think sometimes people are just afraid to fail that they don't even try. They won't even attempt something new because they're, it's either fear of failure, fear of looking stupid, whatever their internal reason is. That's my biggest thing is it just kills me inside when people won't even try something they really want because they're afraid of what other people will think or failure. Have you heard of this thing called reverse retirement? Yes. Where it's like you wait your whole life to make money to basically get to an age where you actually can't do anything that you wanted to do. Like what? So it's like the idea of reverse retirement is that you're able to then have enough money doing the things that you need, saving enough money, doing all of that. So you actually are able to live the life that you want during which the time you can enjoy it which is so special. And I think what's really, really hard is that all of the people who are the naysayers of this right now, you're telling yourself you can't because you don't actually want to do it, which is totally fine too. The life that you're living is the life that you exactly want, want to live and that is awesome. But if you feel like there's this empty, empty soul or empty ball and you know, it's unfortunate, but one of the main reasons why I left the life that I did is because I had this feeling in my heart and my stomach that I was, I was misplaced and I was missing something, even though I love my children and I loved my life. There was just something that was kind of itching me every day. And it was a scratch that I could, it was an, a scratch, an itch, itch that I can, couldn't scratch. Okay. Can we talk about that you. for a an second? An itch that you could not scratch. Okay. But is it an itch you cannot scratch or a scratch you cannot itch? Exactly. I think it's an itch you cannot scratch. I agree with you, but people will challenge that. So if, I don't know. But well, I'm just saying that I had an itch and I couldn't scratch it. It's an itch it. you can't scratch. Yeah. That's the <laughs> it way it works. It was an itch. It was an empty itch. And I would be reaching cycle like behind my back. And every single time I would close my eyes, I just was like, there's something else more for me. And I didn't know what it was. And I didn't have a space in which I felt like maybe because of my age, my maturity, my wisdom, my anything that I maybe didn't do a good job articulating that, which is really sad when you think about it. But I do think that people are stuck in these relationships or situations where they're not able to articulate their needs and their wants. And so they feel suffocated and resentful and sad. And what a life to not want to live. Like, and I do think the American dream puts a little pressure on a life that people should live and the life that people want to live are shunned. Like, and that's not, it's not fair. No, it's not fair. And we've said this before. You know, but to go with, you know, relationships and divorce, you know, more than 50% of marriages end in divorce. And those are just the ones that people actually get divorced, not people that just stay married, you know, legally for other reasons. So we always view it as what if we look at them as experiences and success for fighting for more? Yeah. For yourself, for not staying in a position that wasn't serving you. And that's not to say that some marriages aren't happy. We have friends yeah. that just love their life. They love their, their love significant it. other. They are so happy. And that, to me, is beautiful. It's just that we see so many people that are staying in jobs, not just relationships, jobs, places, 
that just do not serve them and do not serve their soul, but they are so afraid to get off that merry-go-round. Yeah. And I argue like when you close your eyes at night, like your darkness is the only thing that you see. That's it. No one else sees what you see. You have one life to live the life that you want to live. And whether it be partners, jobs, places, experiences, all of those things is you should feel empowered enough and independent enough and courageous enough to chase after what you want and be okay with that, even though people will judge you, even though people will tell you that you're crazy. When you close your eyes at night, your soul will be full and you will feel better because living someone else's life isn't the answer. And I always say that people are chasing happiness and happiness is fleeting in my opinion, right? Like happiness is a feeling, an emotion that comes and goes. But what I crave now and what my goal is for life is to find peace, peace at night when I close my eyes, peace every day when I know that I'm living a life in alignment with who I am and I am prepared to say fuck no to anything that isn't that. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck Fuck no. no. All right, so we wanted to call bullshit today on societal norms, the American dream, and living the life you should versus the life that you want. So close your eyes, find your darkness, and find darkness and create some light out of the situation because you've got one life and we want it to be the best one ever. Yes. See you next time on We Call Bullshit. Bye.